Hi, this is Kathy Krueger. And this is Jonah Blossom. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And today our guest is Karamia Bakioki, and we'll be talking about the great work of Hope on a Mission. Well, hello, Karamia, and welcome back. We always uh, are delighted to have you join us on Radio Rotary. Thanks so, for having me back. No, oh, we're, we're are you kidding? I, Joan, I had a great time with her the couple weeks back, and so... Well, and, we're going to find out more about yeah, this, what you to. were doing. Right. But first, Karamia, tell us, what is Hope on a Mission? Hope on a Mission is a street outreach ministry for homeless addicted women living in the streets of the city of Poughkeepsie, New York. And how do you uh, reach out to these people? What do you uh, do? So... Primarily, we serve breakfast every Saturday morning at 8.30 and a second meal during the day uh, at 6 p.m. on the same Saturday, uh, right on the corner of Main Street and South Clinton. It's actually on South Clinton Street, on the sidewalk, on tables, under tents. Mm -hmm. And what got you interested in helping the homeless? My own personal experience with homelessness and addiction back in the 80s during the crack epidemic. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, folks, if you saw Karamia, she's bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, beautiful, uh, the, the picture of health. You would not believe the, her story. So if you don't mind, share it with our listeners, you know, what you went through that, that, and, and, and how you picked yourself up uh, to uh, where be you the, are the, the today. successful person yeah. you are today. Okay, I'll do my best. All right. So I grew up in a, in a home where drinking and drugging was the way people dealt with their issues, whatever the issues were. Mom and dad would come home from work and drink and there was discord and uh, the buzzword dysfunction. It's just we, we were maladaptive. Mm-hmm. There were not good behaviors happening most of the time. Usually there were just people trying to survive, get from morning to night without losing their cool and that happened anyway. Right. Um, so those are the behaviors that I grew up with and so I used them in my own life. Um, however, I was not the person who could use a drug or alcohol to cope and still show up for life. Hmm. When I use drugs or alcohol to help as a coping mechanism, it takes over my life and then I become completely incapacitated to do anything other than chase the next drink or the next drug. So um, I came out to Poughkeepsie from Sharon, Connecticut, uh, to attend Chrysler Business Institute in 1985. And I was a great student. I was doing really well. I enjoyed what I was doing. I made great friends, but I liked the club scene on Friday nights as well. And I had always worked in bars as soon as I was of age because it was great money and free drinking. Yeah. (laughs) And who doesn't like a free drink when you're, (laughs) that's your skull, your focus as Mm -hmm. a, as a, you know, a young somebody. So anyway, I found the club scene and that started to take precedence over my studies and it took precedence over my real friends. And I chose friends who were hanging out and doing the things that I wanted to do because I really just wanted to escape from my pain. And so eventually my escape became my pain. And that's what addiction's all about. Addiction is you use something to distract you from the discomfort in your life. And at some point this the switch gets the flip switch gets flipped and it becomes the focus and it takes over your life. And then the very thing that you were using to help you cope now becomes the only, only thing, thing you can do. Yeah. At what age are we talking about with you? I started using drugs and alcohol around 11 or 12, recreationally, probably 15, um, a little more so. By 17, I was sniffing cocaine regularly and sneaking into bars. And back then, the drinking age was 18. So I was drinking legally at 18 and working in bars and restaurants. And at what point did you realize you have to turn your life around? Yeah. 
when I was homeless and addicted and in and out of jail and committing crimes to support my habit and mm-hmm. just not being anything that I had ever thought I was when I became someone I never thought I'd be and and it really just was frightening and exhausting it's exhausting to have to survive that way and it's conniving and it's criminal mindedness and there's so many behaviors that are anti-life in order to continue to behave that to get your drug or your alcohol uh, or whatever your drug of choice is. I mean, people use food and gambling and sex. Mm-hmm. And it, when it takes over and becomes the focus, then not, there's no quality of life is what happens. There's no quality of life. Um, and so I was uh, incapable of managing myself at all. And this is where I'm grateful for the bail system and the criminal justice system mm-hmm. because, yes, I was destitute and I was indigent and I had no money and no income and no people to come bail me out and I couldn't make bail and that was good because then I had to stay and deal with myself. Right. I didn't get to run away from myself. Right. Um, and so in 19... Uh, in and out of jail from 87 to 90. In 1990, I found myself sitting in... Uh, I was released from Dutchess County Jail in June. And by October, I was using and homeless again and running the streets again. Because, again, I was homeless going into jail. So you come out of jail, you still don't have a place, have a place to, to live. Go, right. right. Um, so where do you go? And how do you stay clean and sober when all you know is the streets and the people in the streets? So you do what's familiar and comfortable, even if it's uncomfortable. It's more comfortable than doing something that you don't know how to do right. and not have a leader to do that with. And that's where Hope on a Mission comes in. We want to be that leader. We mm-hmm. want to show women who are coming out of jail or coming out of rehab that there are options, that you don't have to go back to that group of people, that you can come hang out with us. And that's why we're creating a respite home. And what is it's Hope on a Mission? What does that stand for now? So Hope on a Mission, right. the acronym is H-O-A-M, right. which translates into home, which is a lot of fun. We mm-hmm. have home teams and we're right. all home girls and home guys and Uh that's a lot of fun but hope on a mission um i'm an action person i've never been one to sit and sort of just like think something's gonna happen and i have hope uh i got i got some hope when i was in jail there were people who said to me you don't belong here there's more for you than what you're allowing or accepting and um and when i got to rehab the second time so i completed rehab in 1990 and I got married, and I did outpatient programming and mental health uh, therapy, et cetera, married and kids. Um, but then I started drinking again because I wasn't happy in my marriage. I wasn't happy inside myself. And that's the big thing, too. I, you can have money and relationships, and you can have all the things in the world, but if inside you're still questioning whether or not you're valued or valuable, then none of those things are going to help. And at some point you decided to help others, and we're going to find out more about that in just a moment. But who helps us this week by sponsoring Radio Rotary there, Miss Kathy? <laughs> well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates, and by the Rotary Clubs of Brewster, Carmel, Clarkstown Sunrise, East Fishkill, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook, Tri-Village, Kingston, Liberty, Millbrook, Nanuet, Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. We'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. Hi. 
This is Beth Jones of Third Eye Associates Limited, providing life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. We are a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Red Hook, New York. Contact us to see how you can put Third Eye to work for you, thirdeyeassociates.com, or call us at 845-752-2216. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America and The Mark Agency. MHA is merging with The Mark Agency, so whether you struggle with addiction or your mental wellness, we can be your first stop. MHA and Mark, where anyone can get access to the full spectrum of mental health and addiction services without having to jump through unnecessary hoops. MHA of Duchess and The Mark Agency. Contact us at 473-2500 or check us out on the web at mhaduchess.org. You are not alone. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebowasser. My usual co-host, Sarah O'Connell-Clater, is not with us this week. Well, she'll be back soon. Don't worry. And we have with us Kathy Kruger, our producer. Hi, Kathy. Hi there, Jonah. And we have a terrific guest with us today, Karamia Bakioki of Hope on a Mission. Karamia, welcome back. Hi. So, you were telling us in the first segment uh, about the struggles you had mm-hmm. as a homeless person, someone who has uh, had uh, problems with the, the drinking kitchen. and the drugs yeah. and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. And... You were just in the middle of telling us what turned you around and how you decided to establish Hope on a Mission. So go so, with it. So from my first stint in rehab, which was in 1990, I spent five months in rehab. And I came back uh, out of rehab and stayed with a friend, um, a male friend who was very much in love with me. And I didn't know how I felt about him. I didn't know how I felt about anything, really. It was very mm. raw, but it was a place to stay. And he was in love, and that was enough at the time. So I stayed, and then we got married, and we bought a home, and we had children, and it was all those things. I remember standing in the mirror on my wedding day, and I had, like, the requisite. I had my gown. I had my gold necklace and my gold earrings and my diamond ring and, like, my my gold bracelet, and I was set. Like, life was going to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, life is life. Yeah. And so in the moment it was good, but the reality for me was that I married a man whom I didn't know and he and I didn't know myself. And so the next 17 years we were together were a struggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know how to just be okay with me, so I compromised. I, I was a people pleaser. So I did what I thought he wanted me to do to be who I thought he wanted me to be. And of course, it wasn't enough because it wasn't what he wanted from me. Whatever, whatever. That's a whole psychology story. But eventually, I started drinking again because oh. I couldn't handle the dichotomy in my own mind. So then you were sober for 17 years? I was sober from 1990 until about 2004. So it was about 14 wow. years. Okay. Um, and we had three kids by 2004. My mom had passed away. Um, my stepfather had decided to stop talking to me. And the only person I felt any obligation to was the man I was married to, my fa- my children's father. And, um, and I deemed him not good enough to receive my obligations (laughs) and that's what happened so I started I was in college I was trying to handle um, three kids two with disabilities I have two children on the spectrum Um, I was trying to handle a husband who was very disconnected from the relationship and Mm -hmm. drinking worked and going to college and drinking with college students who thought I was fun worked really really well fed my self-esteem again external stuff not working on me at all and eventually, uh, I found myself arrested in 2007 with the DWAI. And I was like, oh, no, wait, how did I get here again? Yeah. 
And that kind of freaked me out. But I was already on a steamroller at that point. Um, I divorced my husband. Me and the kids moved out. I started to sober up. I was doing really great because I do really well on my own when I'm not Mm -hmm. trying to keep other people happy. And then I got involved with another human being, another partner. And he had some past addiction issues. And um, I thought that, you know, oh, this will be fine. It's not fine. (laughs) It wasn't fine. It might be fine for someone else. It wasn't fine for me. Um, And eventually in 2012, um, we were being evicted. So here I am facing homelessness again. Now this time I have three Three kids kids. and I'm not working. So I don't know what's going on. I'm just in such a spin. And the next thing I know, CPS is at the door. They're taking the kids over That's to live with. Child Protective Services. Child Protective Services. Right. They came and took the kids to go live with their dad. Um, and thankfully, he was still soft-hearted enough to want to take care of his children. Right. Um, and let me go. And so I went to jail February 1st of 2013. I was sitting in Dutchess County Jail again. And by February 10th, they had moved me into the same cell I left in June of 1990. Wow. Uh. And I was sitting in the cell and I looked on the cinder block wall next to me that's painted with oil-based paint. So nothing comes off it. And there were the same words and the same space Mm -hmm. that had been there 24, 23 years prior. Yeah. And that was my wake up call. That was God saying to me, hey, girl, you weren't paying attention. So now you know what? Here we are. Square one. (laughs) And from there, I was able to uh, I was sentenced to treatment and I was really grateful. So I know that you've said, how did I pick myself up? I didn't pick myself up. There were many, many people who were holding my arms and holding me up. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's where Hope on a Mission comes from. But you still had to want to do it. I absolutely wanted to do it. I absolutely wanted to do it. I could not understand how I found myself in that place again. Have you heard of that program, um, Hope Not Handcuffs? Yes. Because I think that's... That's a beautiful thing it, too. It should have been around for you, not well, put, well maybe. except maybe because you you kind of needed know. to be kind of hit it, in the head with the cinder block. Yes, there I am your, the yeah. girl who needs the two by four in the yeah, back of the head. Right. Absolutely, I always have been. Not so much anymore, thank God. So, carry me a bakioki. Let's yeah. talk about the start of Hope, Hope on a on Mission. mission yes. So when I was up at, uh, so I, I, like I said, I was sentenced to treatment. I went uh, through transitional housing, which is a probation program, and then I went up to. Uh, St. Joseph's uh, Treatment Center mm-hmm. in Saranac Lake. And I found a book in the little library. I wanted to do something with my time and I, because uh, you have some free time. And I found Purpose Driven Life by Pastor Rick Warren from mm-hmm. Saddleback Church in California. And I read Purpose Driven Life. And it's a once, a, once, one chapter a day you read it and it tells you what it tells you. So if you want to read it, go read it. But what it did for me was it sort of carpent, Compartmentalized. That yes, word right that there. Word. Thank yeah. you. It had too many syllables and I couldn't get them out. Uh, it, it sectioned off this the, ser- the series of events and it isolated them to so that I could look at them individually and not as this whole train wreck of a childhood, right. but more as an event and an event and an event. And that in between, there was beauty and love and there was mm-hmm. kindness and there was safety. And so I was able to reflect on those great parts and recognize that that's where God had been in my life all along. Mm-hmm. And then he said, all of that was training so that you could go be the woman you needed when you were out there. And that's what I, so that's where Hope on a Mission was born from, becoming the woman that I needed when I was homeless and addicted. The woman who would give me a hug no matter what I smelled like, no matter where I'd been, no matter what I'd done, 
no shame, no guilt, no questions asked, just love. And that's what we do on the corner. So now we know the why. Now tell us about the how. What is it that you do every, was it every Saturday? Every single Saturday for over four years now. We've not missed one. And I've seen her hug every single person. I I saw her out there doing that. So tell us what happens on a Saturday, where, when, So a Saturday night on the west sidewalk of South Clinton Street, just off of Main Street, we set up tables and whether, if we need to, we set up tents um, and we, local people who follow us on Facebook, Mm -hmm. um, sign up previously in the week or in the month to to, uh, cook a meal. So it's macaroni and cheese. It's all the warm, thick, solid stuff. What they um, call comfort food. Yes. Right, right. It's comfort food and it's edible with a spoon and a cup. And if you have dental issues, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. So it's it, that's the, the most clever part of the whole thing, this, uh, Karami, is that you give it to them in a, in a styrofoam cup, like a coffee yes. cup. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with a spoon. So you don't have to have, find a place to sit down with tables and chairs right. and all that sort of right. You don't have to worry about balancing a plate. Yeah. And because right. as you go down, you get your food first and then a bottle of water. And then you can also bag up food for later. We have bagged yeah. lunches, we have snacks and fruits, we have hard-boiled eggs, and then you can go further down the line and there's clothing, right. uh, seasonally appropriate clothing, and hygiene items. Yes. And where does, all, where does it uh, all come from? I mean, the, uh, the everybody. food and the, and the yep. People, donations? Yes. Everything is donated. You know what? We're going to find out more about Hope on a Mission from our great guest, Karamia Bakioki, right after these important messages. So be sure to stay tuned. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111 or normanstaffing.com. At Patterson Auto Body, they know that a new car has more than 15 onboard computers operating everything from the engine to the radio. So technicians not only need to know about automotive repair, but electronics, physics, and chemistry too. The specialized education needed to become an automotive service technician today is equivalent to several master's degrees. Patterson Auto Body is very proud of their automotive technicians. Experience is a wonderful thing. Call 845-878-3456 for a service appointment today. That's 845-878-3456. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Treboiser, and with me is our producer, Kathy Kruger. Hi, Kathy. Hi there, Jonah. And we are privileged to have with us uh, a great humanitarian and a terrific guest, Karimia Bakioki, as she is the guiding light and the brains and the heart and the, the energy behind Hope on a Mission. Karamia, 
For those who may have joined us late, remind us, what is Hope on a Mission? Hope on a Mission is a street ministry for homeless addicted women in the city of Poughkeepsie, New York. And uh, tell us what you do every Saturday. Every Saturday morning at 8.30, we have a group of volunteers convene on the corner of South Clinton Street at Main Street and set up tables and provide a nice warm breakfast, some toiletries, and some clothing items. And And then on Saturday Saturday. night, we do the same thing, Mm -hmm. only for two hours. In the morning, it's about an hour program, 8.30 to 9.30. But in the the evening, it's 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., no matter what. And the toiletries part is interesting. Uh, You know, you can understand uh, a lot of churches, synagogues run soup kitchens and things for people who are uh, food insecure or Mm -hmm. homeless or or poor. But the toiletries part is interesting. How did that come about? Uh, well, you can't take a really great shower if you don't have something to wash the dirt off right, with. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, what we collect are people's hotel leftovers. So, you know, you, you go to a hotel and they have those little bitty... We all hoard those little bottles yeah, of stuff. Yeah, we do. Thinking that we're going to need them for something or we pack them for our kids' camp or whatever our mad little reasons. Do to. you need baby wipes? I mean, I, I'm yeah, a huge so baby wipe we, person. I right. love them. Right. And so right. baby wipes are another thing okay. as well. We take we buy bulk baby wipes and then we break them down, six baby wipes in a little sandwich bag, ah, and okay. we put it in a blessing bag with the... This, the toiletries, the right. soap, shampoo, conditioner, um, sometimes razors and shaving cream, whatever is donated or whatever we can purchase. We have uh, wish lists on Amazon uh, where people can purchase items and they get shipped directly to us. But yeah, those are the things. So besides going on Amazon to the wish list, mm-hmm. uh, how can how else can people help? You say you have volunteers with the uh, the food distribution, the clothing distribution. Yes. Yes. So and we're on Facebook. That's our biggest platform is Facebook. And if you follow us on Facebook, or you can follow us on Instagram as well. And you can message us um, if there's an interest that you have in participating either on the corner or in the background, feeding, uh, creating the meals, cooking the meals, and delivering them so that we can serve them. Um, if you want to collect items, clothing, we're in very big need of winter footwear yeah. at this point right. coming up. You know, everybody has a coat drive. Nobody has a boot drive. We need boots. We have oh, people who live outside. That's a good idea. And they yeah. walk for days in the same pair of socks. And if you're wearing sneakers, it's horrible. So boots are a really big need. So if there are people at home who, you know, maybe you have somebody who's a traveling salesperson who's got a lot of those little yes. hotel soaps and, and mm-hmm. shampoos, yes. or, you know, uh, they've got boots that mm-hmm. uh, they no longer want or the kids have outgrown, yes. uh, how do they get it to you? How, how, and uh, what if they want to volunteer to help with the... Uh, meal service or just want to write you a check? How do you get a, a light to you? So we have a web page. It's, I don't, it hasn't launched yet. We will put it under construction, so okay. I'm not going to mention that one. So Facebook is Facebook really the greatest right. yeah. way. Facebook is the greatest way to reach us or by phone. You can call me at 914-456-2633. I accept phone calls and text messages. I answer everybody all the time. Immediately, pretty quick. Pretty yeah. much. You're yeah, good. Pretty much, yeah. yeah I'm on yeah. top of it. Um, Give us the phone number again. 914-456-2633. And if they go on Facebook, they just go in that little search box and say Hope on a Mission? Yeah, Hope on a Mission. Hope on a mission. Yep. Yep. Or Karamea Bakayoki. Either yep. way, right. if you can remember Karamea, there's not a ton of us up there. Okay. At least not locally. Karamea and folks, I'm get a pencil and paper. We'll have our Karamea Bakayoki repeat that before the end of the show. And speaking of volunteers, uh, Kathy, you were out there with Karamea on, on a, yeah. a Saturday. Tell us about it. Our, our district had set up a, a service day, and I missed it. I felt bad. O- only because I was doing something else yeah. <laughs> for our library. But um, right. So I, I, I 
got a hold of Karamia and I asked, what can I do? And she's just like, well, like two minutes later, this is what you can do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she, she gave me chili, macaroni, cheese, whatever you can bring. So, of course, I don't cook. So we had our um, Madisons in Pleasant Valley made us chili and, and mac and cheese. And I got to help serve the most loving people. I mean, first of all, your volunteers are wonderful. I mean, they just, well, they treat. Even, even before you get to that. Just tell 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 the audience what happened when you were looking to find oh, out where yeah. Paramia was. That was my favorite. She's I, the queen of Poughkeepsie now. Exactly. <laughs> I did. I don't know the the main street and Clinton Street. I'm not very familiar with the corner. And right. I, you told me to be there at a certain time, and I got mm-hmm. there because I always try to get early. So I'm right. driving around for 15, 20 minutes looking for that chicken place. You told me what was it called again? Kennedy chicken. Kennedy's chicken. And I couldn't find it for some reason right away. So I'm driving around some parking lots and I finally just stopped and a couple people walked by and I said, does anybody know anything about Hope on a Mission? And the, everybody said, Karamia, yes, you'll see her. She'll be right there with her tables in like two minutes. And they, everybody knew you. I mean, your, no, your name is like there. And So you get there, Kathy Kruger, and what and, do you see and what and, happens? And you had your volunteer Volunteers come and they help me get the food right out to the yep. tables that you set up right away. And yep. the volunteers are, they treat people so, I mean, everybody gets a hug and they're, they're so, they treat compassion. people with love and dignity. Yes. Compassion. And compassion. And, and the people, you can tell there's, there's just this, this camaraderie and love. Everybody knows We're each connected. other. We're connected. Yes, family. you're all connected. Yes. Yeah, family. That's mm-hmm. a good word. And and then um, the people that were there that were receiving the food were so loving and so thankful. And and God bless you. And you know, like we were talking with um, uh, another speaker earlier that was talking about breakfast with Santa. I'm used to serving little kids breakfast with Santa and cookies and stuff. And little kids will just like hoard as much food they can on mm-hmm. a plate. I have never seen. So so many people that obviously are hungry and in need, but not one person would take any more food than necessary necessary mm-hmm. because they knew that the next person needed it just as like much as they did, you yeah. know? It was just it was lovely to see. And then, you know, seeing them go through clothes and nobody took anything more than they needed. Right. And same thing with the toiletries. You really had to encourage people to go get something else to eat or something, you know, to take with them or to get something to wear. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, you know, you hear a lot lovely. Of, you hear yeah. a lot of news that, well, the economy is booming and the stock market is booming and everyone's 401k is booming. No. How, yeah. big, a, how big a problem, Karamia, is homelessness today in, in your personal observation? I think it's uh, average, actually. Yeah. Um, I think that homelessness is never going to be eradicated. It's mm-hmm. a condition of the human spirit. Yeah. And so people who are struggling with something and don't know how to get out of it or find themselves at the bottom and they don't know how to get out, if there aren't people there to hold a hand out and show them, hey, this is one way. Would you like to try it? And if that doesn't work, maybe we have another way. Um, but I feel like homelessness... I haven't seen an uptick in homelessness as much as we trade faces. So there's some women who are out in the street and they're struggling with homelessness and addiction and they're using drugs and they're running the streets. They go to jail, they get into recovery. We've got five women, who, six women who've chosen recovery in four years, which is huge. But, you know, every week there's a new face. Mm-hmm. Someone we don't know. Mm -hmm. And it could be a 45-year-old woman. It could be a 17-year-old girl. We are seeing young 
people so struggling with sexual identity. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're seeing people come and their sexuality is ambiguous. Ambiguous. It's they, it could be a boy dressed as a girl. It could be a girl dressed as a boy. We don't know. Mm-hmm. But we know that that's a, a struggle yeah. for, for people. Karami, in the 30 seconds we have left, invite yes. everybody to help you with Hope on a Mission. Everybody it's go to easy. Hope on a Mission. Just- On Facebook or on Instagram, join us for Thanksgiving on the Corner Saturday. The Saturday after Thanksgiving at 4 p.m. We'll be there for four hours. We serve over 100 (gasps) Thanksgiving dinners, complete meals, and um, and sponsor us. Karami Abakioki, thank you so much for everything you're doing to help the homeless, and thanks for joining us once again on Radio Rotary. It's always a delight to see you. Thank you so much for everything. And Kathy, who do we have to thank for sponsoring Radio Rotary this week? We have Mental Health of America of Dutchess County, Mark Midhudson Addiction Recovery Centers, of course, Norman Staffing, Patterson Autobody, Poughkeepsie Nissan, and the Rotary Clubs of New Paul's Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffern, Wallkill East, Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my producer and co-host Kathy Kruger, our Wizard of the Buttons, our great engineer Jay Bersey, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com, is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to AAR Auctions. Tell your friends about us and please come back often. That's AARauctions.com. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America of Dutchess County and the Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Centers, the Mark Agency. Are you a veteran or a family member of a veteran? Is life a struggle at times? Do you feel lost or alone? Let our MHA veterans help you. Contact Adam Roach at 473-2500. He and his team will do anything they can to assist you. MHA of Dutchess, the leader in helping our heroes and their families. 